Hello, everybody, and welcome again to another special Game of Thrones episode of Movie Guys Podcast. Of course, I'm here with Ed, and I got a couple special guests. Actually, I am Ed, not with Ed. Uh, that'd be a little weird. Uh, but I have a couple special guests. I have uh, Adam from For Your Distraction from Be Real Network, and uh, of course, a brand new podcaster, Allison of House Wilson, first of her name. Hello, everybody. <laughs> How are you guys doing tonight? Yo, what is up? What is up? <laughs> Thank you for that grand introduction. I just it feels so special. <laughs> See, I'm more I'm more like Braun. I don't have a house or anything like that. Yeah. <laughs> you definitely did better than Davos. <laughs> <laughs> you, you did good. You did good. <laughs> so so you know you guys have been catching up on the season, watching the season, and you know throughout the first couple episodes of our reviews and reactions. Uh, mine and Eric's to this to this season, we were talking about how everything had been building up and we were went, wanting and waiting and trying to figure out where they were going to go with it. And boy, did they fucking just go with it. It just came, it just came to a head in this episode. Let's you know, uh, you know, Allie, uh, what you, what did you think? You know, what, what did you think overall, you know, from where they began the beginning of this season to now? It, well, that's kind of a broad stroke. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I mean them from them building up, like no, they built everything up. I know that, especially with the first episode, I was uh, watching it with one of my friends, and I turned to her and I said, "If somebody doesn't fucking die in the first five minutes, I'm going to be pissed." And then we got the slaughter at House Frey, so that was awesome. So I mean, you're right; it totally just has been building and building. But let me tell you, this episode got me fucked up. <laughs> um that intent like just like the fight sequence at the end there's there's just so much in this episode to talk about i really i really do think and just um you know like a couple of fun moments um let's say even towards uh the beginning there um you know when we're watching aria uh come back to winterfell for the mm -hmm. first time and the reaction that she gets and everything like that. And then for Littlefinger uh, and Sansa to be watching her, she fought Brienne of Tarth, who's one of my very favorite characters. She's a badass in her own right. Uh, but what an intense scene that was. And for me, it was just, all right, how's Littlefinger's, how's this grease in his gears? What's he thinking about right now? You know, because there's something behind that. He's seen mm -hmm. the dagger, he's seen all that. So that was definitely one of the storylines that I was super interested in. Let me tell you, Arya, the past couple seasons, has slowly become one of my more favorite characters. Like, she has become... Slowly? Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> towards the beginning she was real cool, but, like, now, like, she's a fucking badass. Like, I want to see her in, like, a legitimate fight. Like, I want to see her in, like, a real fight next to Jon Snow, like, just on the battlefield or something like that. Like, that's what I want to see. I I think at some point we're gonna get that you know it's I, maybe it's them fighting maybe it's them fighting the Lannisters together maybe it's them fighting fighting the army of the dead I think that's the direction they're probably gonna go with it you know, but let's let's talk more about that scene with Arya and with uh, with Brienne of Tarth Captain Phasma as I like to refer to her as yes. because <laughs> she has more screen time here but you know anyway. You know, that smirk, that smirk on Arya's face when she says, "Hey, you beat the Hound. I want to train with you." That smirk on her face that she knows that she's about to just whoop on this big lady's ass, <laughs> like she fucks her up. And Brienne doesn't see it coming. She's trying to take it easy, and you can sort of see her smirking, thinking she's got it. 
And Arya just like she dances. She like she was taught. She dances. Though, and the what? I was gonna go say. Ahead. I was saying though, she did get Leonidas in the chest. She did get Leonidas yeah, that, there. That's true. She, like, she, she did. She fucking kicked the shit out of her. <laughs> and you could you could tell there was a there was a little tingle. There was a little tingle in her because she she laid there for a second. Her eyes popped up. She did one of those one of those uh, nip, she nipped up and came out in like this awesome assassin pose. And like, come at me, bro. Yeah, that's exactly like, what happened. Now you're mad. Now you're. Mm-hmm. Now she was ready to get the actual fight that she wanted out of her. Yeah, I mean, it, and that line at the end of that fight, where she said, Brianna Tarth asks her, "Where well, you know who taught you?" and she says, "No one." Obviously, we know what she's referring to, but nobody else is supposed to. That that scene is one of my favorite scenes. Obviously, you know, we'll talk about the end, but that yeah. scene, I think, is one of my favorite scenes throughout the entire season thus far. Well, the choreography in it was amazing. The fight scene choreography, uh, bar none, some of the best that I've seen ever in Game of Thrones. Um, mm-hmm. Really dug mm-hmm. that there. What also kind of caught me, and again, this goes back to Littlefinger. Um, sorry, he's my favorite. He's the best really? player in the game. He's the best player. He is. In the game. You're right. You're right. He's the best player in the game, and I'm interested to see what he does now. He's I kind of think Santa's going to fuck that up. But anyway, immediately after they end the fight, they pan up to Sansa and Littlefinger. Does Littlefinger hear no one? Does he know what that is? I mean, he's pretty like intertwined in everything and everyone. So that's a, that's a good question. What's what? In relation to the free city of Bravos, is his background like this? Did, did he, unlike you know, varies? He's the one that he he knows he knows uh, Bravos, but do we know? Do we know if Littlefinger knows of anything about Essos other than the normal I'm, things that anybody does? I'm I, sure he does. I Why t- wouldn't he? He knows everything else. I yeah. took that scene more like simplistic, uh, simplistic uh, to what you guys are saying. I took it more as like he was watching this whole fight sequence happen. He was watching. Arya and her strokes, her moves, and he was probably thinking to himself, like, this is the one Stark I may not want to fuck with. Like, the rest of the Starks, like, you know, they've spared my life up till now. She just might stick me with that sword. Like, and not even give a shit. Yeah! But it is Littlefinger, so on that same token, if he saw during that fight Arya with the dagger, was that his intention all along? To give that dagger to Bran because he knew that Bran would give it to Arya or would give it to somebody else he's at least getting out of his hands. Now he sees that dagger in Arya's hands and holy crap, what's going to happen now? Yeah, Littlefinger's one of those guys and he's he's the most brilliant manipulator in the sense that he doesn't refer – he doesn't, he doesn't say you – have a piece, yeah, you know? He, yeah, he doesn't say you should do this because of that. He basically – and, and it, this sums up the way he does it when he's talking – to his now stepson, when they're saying, "Hey, Sansa's in trouble. We got to we got to take the Knights of the Vale up to, uh, up to uh, up to the north to help." Oh, he, he, Robin. He, yeah. Well, he basically he doesn't he doesn't tell him to do it. What he says is, "Hey, listen, your uh, your cousin's in danger. Uh, you know, we should probably help her." But but it's your call. It's your call. You're, you know, and he makes the and he makes the call to go help. He manipulates people to make it think to make people think that they're making their own decision. he's like gaslighting them yeah i mean to a certain degree i mean i wouldn't necessarily call it that because it refers to something terrible that i don't even want to you know refer to but like it it, it, he's gaslighting sansa no because well sansa's rejected him 
So maybe doesn't it, matter. Yeah, well, How many times is that little pump been rejected? He keeps coming up gold. It's gonna, it's gonna have like he's he's planning it so that she she has no choice but to accept him. I think that's the long term plan. That's that's what she's go, he's going for. Like to basically, he's told her what he wants. He he was honest. Right. He told her what he wants. So mm-hmm. he's he's playing he's playing the long con of like I'm gonna be as honest as I have to be, but right. someday this is gonna be mine. But again, Sansa said it herself. You know, he doesn't do things for shits and giggles. You know what yeah. I mean? Every move that he makes is premeditated. So I guess that's kind of why I like uh, that scene in particular because it, it really does kind of get you thinking in that way. And maybe that's a total misdirection. Totally could be, you know, to kind of pull away from God knows what else is going on in Winterfell right now. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be disappointed well, if at the end of the series he doesn't just look at the camera and break the fourth wall and just say, I got you guys too. Well, I read an article that was actually kind of interesting that they're saying that uh, Samuel Tarly wrote the Game of Thrones, wrote all of these books. I I read that article as well, yes. Yes, because he was talking to Maester uh, Professor Slughorn. (laughs) (laughs) I thought it was Dumbledore. <laughs> no, that's some slughorn. And he's mm-hmm. like, well, I would think of a better title than that. So that's kind of where that's launching from. But that's neither here nor there. I'm sorry. That was a little bit off subject. No, no, no. That's what this is all about. Like, we're talking about theories. We're talking about where we think this series is going to go. Speaking of which, yeah, okay. what's that? Go ahead. I'm, gonna, well, I'm sorry. I just kind of went off on a tangent there. Um, so Santa, or I'm sorry, Aria has that dagger that Samwell has seen a picture of in his books. What if she goes to the Citadel and immediately recognizes her just based on that dagger? I wonder if that would have any kind of plot line or any kind of implication to it. There's a possibility other than the fact that the Citadel doesn't allow women. Well, that's never, well, the house that's never stopped. That's true. And she can be anybody she wants at any given time. All she has to do Mm -hmm. is cut off their face, you know, fillet them a little bit, you know, but you know, I, I, I think Sansa, Excuse me. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just saying, just a bit, just just a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And I think you know Sansa's role is yet to be defined because our, we know who Arya is, and as right. you guys mentioned, Littlefinger's his ultimate goal is to manipulate Sansa into marrying him. Sure. Because he couldn't get her mom. Right. So why now is he still backing the North when he basically we basically know he has his army. That that's what he wanted, and yeah. he he wants the he wants the Iron Throne. Where is that going to come in? What what do we think is going to go on there? And we we know he's trying to get the Stark name to back right. him with the North. D- uh, Danny, she has she has the North now because John's going to back her. He's not going to. Yeah. I don't I don't think he's going to bend the knee. <laughs> well, okay. Well, that's all. Jeez, someone's got a dirty mind. Whatever. Yeah. You said it. We were all thinking it. Mm. This. It, but it'd be, I mean, it wouldn't be the first time incest took place in this show. I mean, that's the, you know, the, the lead that's the lead into the first episode. And you know what? They don't yeah, know either, exactly. so it, it makes it a little bit better. Just a little yeah. bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They don't know yet. So, you know, I'm just, I'm, I, I'm just interested to, well, to see where, where all that's going to go. And we only have, like, what, ten episodes total left? Yeah, I don't. Bummer. I don't think Littlefinger really cares as much about King's Landing. I, he just said he wants a crown. That's what he said. So even if it's like crown, like in the North, even if it has to mm-hmm. be that crown. 
I think I think he'd be. I don't think he would settle with that because he doesn't settle for anything. But I right. think that I, that's kind of where that. he's he's leading towards. Like obviously he's not going to go down and try to man, uh, manipulate Cersei because you know she's but all about Jamie. She's all about Jamie without the North. But that's what I'm saying. Like he just wants yeah, a crown. Well, and now Jamie that... may no longer be a key player in this story. Oh, that's not going to no, end that, that way. <laughs> I don't think it will. There's okay. no way his story ends like that. That whole fight scene, I was so torn because I knew someone was going to kick the bucket. It has to happen. But I was so torn between I don't want Jamie to die. I really don't want Broad to die. But I really don't want the dragon to die. <laughs> I'm, honestly, I thought they I were going to kill off a dragon. Myself. I honestly thought they might have killed off a dragon in this one because mm-hmm. they've been killing off dire wolves left and right since the beginning of the show. Like, I thought I thought there's three dragons, one of them has to die. Like that that uh, was that's what I was thinking. Well, and here's here's the thing that I saw on a YouTube video because as, as our listeners know, I didn't read the book, so you know, pause for me. But the thing is, is I, from a YouTube video, I, I found that there's a there's a prophecy about a th- uh, something about a three headed dragon or three dragon riders. Yeah. Danny's obviously one. Yeah. And the other theory is that, you know, maybe it could be Jon Snow, maybe any but anyway, I I I had bought into the concept that they're probably going to kill off a dragon here or there and I thought maybe it was going to be in this episode like like you guys had said. But then that theory, that that prophecy doesn't hold true then because if there's not three dragon riders, if there's only two dragons, there can't be three dragon riders for the prophecy. Oh, it's, I didn't it's, think of it that way. It's Game of Thrones, though, so who really gives a shit about prophecies and things like that? <laughs> it's like, like they've ever, yeah, they've never really stuck. They've stuck to the books loosely more than anything. So, and they they've only just in this last episode mentioned the Golden Company. You know, which that so, was the, yeah, that, yeah. and they've never talked about them in the in the movie or excuse me, in not a movie in the show before until now. So, like, you, there are things there, but you know, I. I, I I'm interested. I'm, you know, we we we're now in un, unknown territory. Totally, you know? which is really nice because the prior seasons that I've watched. Now I didn't read the latest book, but the prior seasons that I've watched, I kind of like I knew it was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Didn't make it any easier. The Red Wedding, I that episode sat in my DVR for almost four months because I knew what was going to happen and I just wasn't. <laughs> I couldn't. Uh, my heart couldn't handle it. I had to like mentally prepare myself for that. Um, hmm. So that definitely doesn't make it any easier there. But you're right. It, it it completely brings it into new territory, which is very nice. Yeah, yeah. It's awesome, <laughs> yet also frightening because they're not going to be afraid to kill off people that we don't want them to kill off. We know right. that when the show surpassed the books, and, the, and it was obvious that George George Martin wasn't going to write anything for a couple of years, that the writers the writers for the show and Martin sat down, and Martin said, "This is what I want to happen. I want these three or four or whatever number they were. This is where I'm I'm taking the story, and everything else you can do whatever the fuck you want. I'm writing a different story, but these are the other couple of things that I'm going to have happen. So you have to have them happen too, right?" Like if I so, could, maybe there are things in even like in retrospect that he was like, oh, I kind of want to change this here. It's going to be better for the plot line later. So mm-hmm. I think that the show definitely enhances the story because of that. Personally, yeah, uh, we we start so we started to talk about the fight, and yeah. which was a huge battle. But let's let's go let's take a step back a little bit for the last couple episodes, building up to that that moment where she, where Danny basically says, "Fuck you." 
to to you know uh, Tyrion, and because Tyrion's let her down twice now, his guidance, although we thought was sound, is now proven to be wrong twice. He got outmaneuvered, he got outlannistered by his sister. Right. You know, she knew what was going to happen. They knew sort of where he was going to go. And they laid it out, but, you know, you thought nothing of it because you thought they'd still win. But this is the second time now that his counsel has been, has basically been wrong. And he's still trying to hold steadfast. So Danny's all pissed off and she makes her decision, even no matter how stupid, and they're all backing her. You know, what do you think of her call to send the basically you know the entire what the fuck are they i'm I'm, I'm blank yeah dothraki army and her dragon you know to into that battle like that why do you think she did that other than she's so she she's pissed off she's doing her thing now well that's the army that's the army that took out the tyros that's the army that took out her last ally so Mm -hmm. i think her thought process was I gotta take this army out. Like I like I got. I don't even care if they exist. Yeah. Like I just gotta get revenge. Like I gotta show them that I mean business. And I obviously everybody's saying I can't take my dragons to the Red Keep. I can't take it to the city because if people are just gonna see a tyrant, they're not gonna see a liberator. What else am I gonna do? I'm gonna go after these soldiers. The soldiers that took out my last ally. I'm gonna go after these guys. Mm-hmm. So the that soldiers. Your... Yeah, the oh. soldiers who they've been sort of trying to give us a soft story of, you know, like Ed Sheeran's uh, cameo had been widely criticized, but that scene tried to make the Lannister. I wasn't upset about that at all. Well, no, it was, it was, it was stupid why people were pissed off. But, but anyway, it it, it was, (laughs) it basically was, they tried to show you the personal side of the Lannister army, that they're just people. They're humanizing them. Yeah. They're just people who, they, you know, they're forced into a into a fight by somebody else. They've got wives and kids to go back to, and here they are, these same people getting melted and turned to ash by by dragon fire. Fucking yeah. instantly, Jesus Christ! Yeah. Right. And can I just talk about the lead up to these battles? I want to say, like, what an interesting military move on Cersei and Jaime's behalf by abandoning Castle Rock. Casterly Rock, mm-hmm. and moving everybody in on the Tyrell. That kind of floored me. I wasn't ready for that. I was like, oh, damn. What an interesting move. That's something that I would have never seen coming. The second well, that army was marching on the Tyrells and you figured out what was going on, I was my, my jaw dropped. I was like, no fucking way. That's where the army is? Yeah. Well, they they let they they basically tell you that they don't give a fuck about Casterly Rock anymore, because so, that was their no dad's thing. Inherit it, right? They're, they they have no need to inherit it. They have the ultimate, right. the ultimate goal, which is the, the the throne, the Iron Throne. So you know they didn't give a fuck about Casterly Rock. They put people. They left people there. Uh, so what? You know, maybe we'll win. Maybe we'll lose. I don't give a fuck about it. They can have it. It's a pawn. Right. It's a distraction to what we really want to do, which was go take, you know, uh, what the hell they call it? Uh, the, it Ty- the Tyrell house. What the hell they call it? Highgarden. Highgarden. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Yes. I mean, it, you're right. It's a brilliant military move, but it's one that they've laid out previously in the sense that they've all said we don't give a shit about 
our name, our legacy is for ourselves now. Right. I think that's you the know, only reason why I'm worried that the Lannisters might win in the end, because they are willing to make the moves that nobody else is willing to do. Well, not even that, but do you think that maybe with that move, and I know that Tyrion tries to be as, you know, unpartial as he can to things, but that's always been something that's been on the back of his mind since he was born. He would never own Castle Rock, ever. Uh-huh. That's never going to be his. And now he kind of has a, a little bit of power, uh, quite a bit of power to throw around. He's the, the hand of the queen. Um, you know, and I know as unbiased as he tries to be, maybe that's like some kind of like subconscious need or want. It's been drilled into him his whole life. He had to, it had to sneak in whores underneath that place, for God's sake. So you know what yeah. I mean? Meanwhile, his sister and his brother are banging. Yeah. That's true. I mean, that's a good point. You know, he, he had wanted, he had asked, I think, twice before, if I remember right, for Casterly Rock. Mm-hmm. And his dad told him to go fuck himself. Yep. And then he so, now, so now he has it. Mm-hmm. You know, and basically he's sort of sad that, you know, it's not really what he wants. It's not what, he didn't get it the way he wanted it to. Mm-hmm. You know, so, but now now that we talk, let's let's talk about that that last battle, if you could even call it that, that massacre. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you hear the Dothraki horde coming and, you know, you got Jamie and uh, you got Jamie and they're si- he's sitting there and they're like, oh, my God, we're about to get fucking wrecked. And that's what they- Bronn says. He's like, dude, go on again. Yeah, Bronn's like, get the fuck out of here. You are the commander. Like, we're you're not infantrymen. Just get the fuck out of here. Like, Jamie, in his in his cockiness, he's like, no, we we can push him, boy. We can push back. And then that moment when the horde is descending upon them, and you hear the roar in the distance, I I literally sat on the edge of my couch. I literally got up on the edge. I was like, is it happening? Is it happening? Is it happening? And that dragon just swoops in. I'm like, here it is. Let me taste all your sweet salty tears. Holy shit. And the looks on everybody's faces. A live dragon. Nobody's seen a live dragon. A live dragon. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Up to this point. Dragons had been theoretical. Nobody alive has seen a dragon. They've seen dragon skulls, so they know they've existed. Right. But nobody has seen one, and they heard about this dragon queen, blah, blah, blah. And then they see her big-ass fucking dragon. Like, not, yeah. she didn't even ride one of the little ones, which is probably what I would have done. I might have rode one of the little ones in because, uh, okay, it's a dragon, blah, blah, blah. But she rode motherfucking. No, you don't, you know, you don't you, take the untrained little babies in there. You take big boy. Yeah, yeah and that's what she did. Because you know, you know oh, this, this, all, this whole thing is just a display of power. Yeah, that's all it yeah. is. You get one you know, shot really to make a first impression. Guy. You get one shot to make yeah. a first impression, and that's what you do. You you make an impression. Like, and she sure fucking her, did. She sure did. Like I would like, like if I were her, I probably would have just taken my dragons and float around the Red Keep a few times and then dipped. I thought that that's the direction that they were going to go with Jon Snow's council. Uh, but I think that John definitely directed her well, but basically said, no, you shouldn't do that. But at the same time, almost encouraged her as well, because he made that speech about how, you know, the people that follow her follow her because dragons have never been seen before. And she made that happen. So there's visual, tangible proof of who she is, uh, you know, and there's no question there's mm-hmm. none. Well, the real you question know, is who's going to be left to tell the tale? Because that dragon was just incinerating people left and right. So, I mean, 
Who's gonna Not Who's gonna escape? To... We We can assume that Jamie and Braun are both gonna be left. Well, yeah, but I mean, if if the plan was to show your it dragon and show Jamie, your though. force, I think that was Braun. Well, that's what I thought too. But what if it was? And this was so funny when Dickon introduced himself. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, and Braun laughed at Rickon? him. <laughs> no, Dickon, sir. Dickon, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, so, I mean, I, I, I totally agree. I think that was one of those major things. Like, Sorry, I lost you, you, you for a second. That, that you're fine. That, that's one of those things that, you know, I think you're right. Maybe you know, maybe I was wrong. But that's a, it's a show of brute force. She needs a mental win for herself because she's at war, and she's, yeah. she's made two decisions based upon the counsel of her, you know, her hand and lost. Right. And, and was she's deceived. always listened to herself. That's the thing. And she always did previous, and she was right. Right. Versus exactly. versus now she's listening to somebody else and it's proven okay. to be wrong. Yeah, there were some screw ups along the way and little hiccups here and there. But I mean, ultimately, her decision proved to be the best action. Yeah. And in, the last thing I want to talk about is the scene where Danny's convinced by Jon Snow when they're, when they're in the cave with you know, oh, the, yeah. the carvings of the children of the first the children and the first men. And uh-huh. then the and then the night came. This is going to sound a little bit, you know, West Virginia. I mean, excuse my West Virginia listeners, but that it was kind of, you know, aunt and aunt and uh, nephew sort of. I felt a little heat there, like the way she was. I thought she was going to go in for a kiss. Yeah, I thought something like that too. I thought too when he like grabbed her and like dragged her on. I was like, oh okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I thought it was kind of interesting. I would want to see, I thought maybe some of the drawings would show us some of the prophecy that was laid. Mm-hmm. Maybe. And so, maybe, yeah. you know, maybe get a little bit more information or insight from all of that. Yeah, it, but, you know, I mean, I, I don't think those carvings showed anything other than that they just proved solid that point together. that they were there together, that they, they, they came together, no matter their differences. And they fought together. And then Danny makes a uh, makes a statement that you know why are you being so prideful? You know your people. I will fight for you. I will I will be your army. But you have to bend the knee. And then he says no, kind of sorta. And she says, don't be so prideful. Your people are gonna die. Yeah. Well, isn't she being a little prideful too? Like isn't she saying, well, I'm you know I, I'll give you what you want, but you know it's my prize more important than yours. That's what I. That's a part that I sort of got from there. She's being, she's kind of being a bitch. Yeah, but she doesn't understand the strife of Westeros at all. She just landed here. That's true. She does, has no background other than what's been told to her or that she's read. She has no hi, Kitty. Um, she has no yeah. true experience there. Um, you know, to kind of level that. Plus, you know, Jon Snow's new. To her, obviously very new to her, but also very new um, to his role um, in the North. Well, and and she the, knows that. In one of the previous episodes, I think it was the last episode maybe, he makes a point by saying that, like, I don't I don't know you. Like, I don't know who you are. I don't know what you're all about. I, you, you just arrived on the shores. I don't, like, the North isn't going to follow you. They, they follow right. me because they trust me. I'm a bastard who became king of the North. Like, they follow right. me mm-hmm. because they know what I'm about and they trust me. You're just You're just a Targaryen. Like the last Targaryen that was here was a was a tyrant. Like they don't know who, what you're about. So that's a good point. So you know the last thing we do 
here on the show is, uh, you know, we normally talk about, you know, number one, what we thought of the show, uh, the episode in its entirety and where it stands and where we think they're going to go. So, uh, so Adam, you know, give me your thoughts. Tell me where this episode is for you in terms of all the episodes of Game of Games of Thrones, and then where do you think they're going to go? Uh, I loved it. I thought it was an amazing episode. It's one of my favorites so far the entire series. You had made a point by saying that I can't remember if it was on recording or not, but you didn't know if like you you thought they were going to wait a little longer before they showed the dragon like before they had an actual mm. battle with the dragon given how many episodes we know that are left i was like where's the dragon when's it going to happen they don't have that many episodes like where is it so i'm real happy that finally the westeros people have seen the dragon they know what's going on as far as where it's going to go um that's that's a, that's a tough question i mean they have Euron Greyjoy. They got to worry about his navy. They got to build up a navy to try to take him on. They got to rescue the sister. We had the. We didn't talk about it. We had the interaction between Theon Greyjoy and Jon Snow. Mm. Uh, they mm-hmm. finally, yes. they finally met up again, and he, he basically threatened him, saying the only reason why you're still alive is because of what you did for Sansa. Um, my, I'm, I'm really just waiting for the White Walkers to come down. Like that's that's all I'm waiting for at this point. I don't know mm-hmm. if they're gonna beat Cersei. I can't see them beating Cersei before the White Walkers come down. I don't see that happening. Absolutely not. Because there's gonna ha- it's it's a, it's a show of conflict. That's what the show's about. It's about conflict on all ends. So if they beat Cersei and then all the all the pushes for the North to go fight the White Walkers, no, that's not gonna happen. What the White Walkers gonna come down? The Long Night's gonna start and. Cersei's going to be on the other end, you know, pushing her armies up. Then Jon Snow's going to have to retreat and go back to the north to defend the north. And Daenerys is going to be left, like, almost on her own to fight off Cersei. So it's going to be like a sandwich. It's going to be like Cersei on one end, White Walkers on, on, the, or on the other end, Daenerys and Jon Snow in the middle, just trying to push him back. That's a good point. Uh, Allison of House Wilson, <laughs> what, uh, what do you think? Uh, just to kind of bounce off of what Adam was saying, I I do think that he made a valid point about, uh, you know, the White Walkers and the Dark Knight coming before Cersei fully gains the power that she's seeking and defeats who she wants to. I'm interested to see if that kind of, you know, it changes her tune a little bit. Maybe we're going to see her team up with somebody that uh, we wouldn't have thought previously. Um, You know, that might be something interesting to see. I also, again, Littlefinger's my favorite, so super excited to see what goes on with that storyline there. Um, I was kind of upset with how, uh, what's her name left, Bran, and how mm-hmm. sad all of that was. I'm interested to see what she has to do when she goes back to her family. Um, and then, of course, Jamie. I mean, like, that was the cliffhanger. That's what's happening at the end. We just see him sinking down to the bottom of this uh, lake in his armor and hands that probably weighs a good chunk, you know, with that. So who saved him? Is he alive? Is he going to be able to tell this story to Cersei or be able to return? Is he going to be captured again? Is he going to be a prisoner of war like he was previously? Um, and then maybe at that same time, kind of, maybe he'll finally get his chance to turn on Cersei. You know what I mean? To have the power to do so because, you know, he's scared of her and he should be. 
Um, you know, she's definitely the dominant player in the game right now. So I don't know. I, I'm excited, though. Um, definitely one of my very favorite episodes that I've ever seen. Uh, definitely the best so far this season and probably within my top five. Yeah, I mean, I completely agree. I, I would say that this episode is top three for me. Um, you know, I think Battle of the Bastards is number one. And then last season finale was was number two. This episode, though, it's it's taken everything that they built thus far this season and just exploded it. And, you know, they they fought. You know, there's still some storylines, you know, like I said, but there's still some storylines to, to clear out. They've ended the ancillary ones uh, up to this point. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I'm interested to see more what what Euron's going to do because, you know, from what I've been hearing and what I've been told from him in the books, he's a lot more, he's, he's more like the governor than he has been from, from Walking Dead. Like, he's real crazy. Yeah. And, and he, I mean, he's showing it, like, he's playing that, he's playing that character well. He's like our hot topic prince right now. Yeah, yeah, we haven't heard, we haven't heard enough from him. Uh, you know, I think, I, I, I'm going to be, I'm interested to see if there are any, you know, children left, number one. I think that there may be. But I don't know that. I don't know that. Maybe they're all dead. And I, I'm, I'm, I think I'm personally more interested into what they're doing with Bran. You know, I think that they're some somehow, some way that they're gonna, you know, Bran's gonna use his, you know, warging ability, and he's going to uh, see when the you know, the whites are coming. He's gonna see when that's happening. So everybody will know because he'll have sat there and touched the, you know, the weirwood tree and and and. and and told everybody, but I, I, there's got to be some broader story that they're trying to tell with him. I don't know what it is, and I'm very interested to to find that out. And I'm interested to see what what Arya's role as being that fighter is going to be in all this. You know, I, I think we, you know, you guys have touched on it. I, it Adam, I think you're right on point where, uh, with your thoughts on the military aspect of what's going on with Cersei and with the North and you know with Danny and, and all those. I, so I mean, I, I I just think that there's going to be so many good things, and they have so little time left to finish the story that you know I, I can't wait, and I'm a little disappointed that we're only getting a few more episodes this year, and we have to wait a whole other year for them to finish the story. But, you know, I'm, 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 I'm looking forward to it. So, uh, guys, you know, thank you so much for joining me. Uh, li- our listeners, uh, of course, you can find us on Twitter, at MovieGuysPod, uh, Facebook, MovieGuysPodcast. Um, of course, follow us, Be Real Network, on Facebook as well. Uh, also, on, uh, you know, on the interwebs, if you're not on social media, you can find us at MovieGuysPodcast.com movieguys.podbean.com and we'd love to hear your feedback you know please let us know what you think of the episode tell us tell us you know if we're if we're too drunk or tell us if we're way off the market of what we're saying so you know thank you everybody for for listening uh adam for your distraction it's a great show thank you for joining us uh ali you know uh, thank you again for for helping us out in our time of need you know uh and uh to all our listeners valor mogulis <laughs>